Welcome to episode number 31 of the Beards and Bulldust podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Scott, and we have Aiden. I noticed that we went into the 30s already. Yeah, that happened last week. Or two weeks ago, actually, because we didn't do one last week. Yeah, because if somehow someone who's listening uh, is an Australian and you don't know what Anzac Day is, we had that mm. um, last week. Yeah, yeah, so we had Anzac Day last week, so we sort of missed out on the podcast. Um little bit of a difficult time of the year um many things happening many early starts long days lots of preparing and stuff so we sort of missed it yeah um but that was okay we had other important things to do so yes we had anzac day we got to march in the rain yeah and get cold and wet uh but we got food afterwards so you know not all bad some mini burgers i guess mini burgers and some chips wow yeah exciting exciting more than what most others got probably got jack shit uh we also uh back at school now since last time we spoke because i think last time we were nearing the end of school holidays they're about i think not quite sure i don't remember it's like a lifetime ago it seriously is um so you know, we are we are well when well, we're nearing the end of all our short weeks. So one more day of public holidays and then there's none for a little while. So we have tomorrow off. Oh yeah. yeah. For Labor Day. Um and then it's back to full weeks. And then it's back to normal weeks. Yeah, for a fair while. So that's the excitement of the week. Anything else exciting happened over you two weeks? Um I can remember. I think they might have, but I can't remember right now. No. You got another Need for Speed game. Yeah, I got payback. So that's going well. The start was terrible, and I hate the story. I hate I hate the story in Heat, and I hate the story in Payback. Mm. I hate the characters. Yeah, yeah, they don't do storylines. They're not very good at doing the stories. It's but always it's, it's more... always like you killed my other cop friend, or you killed my racer friend, and now we're all going to chase each other around. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um... Mm. It's it's more fun than Heat though. Yeah, it's got a bit more mechanics. Like you've got drift, you've got different classes of cars instead mm-hmm. of just fucking cars. make a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's cool with the drag cars because they can wheelie. Yep. Yeah. If they've got enough power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it, which they should. Very good. All right, on to some uh some car news now. I don't know what I'm doing here with my thingies. I've lost my notes and my points. Hang on. Wait, wait. I've got to get to the right episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Because I said it was episode 31, and I'm incorrect. It's episode 32. Oh. So you go. That's what happens when you don't turn to the right page on your notes. Because I was going to start reading news. And I'm like, no, no, that's not the news I had. Um, the car news I do have is that Alfa Romeo have recalled some cars. Ah. What a surprise. The Alfa Romeo has to have a problem. Wow. Yeah. So the 2022 Julia's and Stelvio's in Australia have been recalled. Those are the F- uh, sedans or the SUVs? Well, the Stelvio is the SUV and the Julia is the four-door sedan oh. type thing. They've both been recalled because apparently the automatic adaptive lights um, don't pick up when there's a fat ass in the back and adjust the headlights properly. So they have... They have headlights that can self-adjust based on the weight of the car and who's in it um, to make sure the headlights are always at the right level and the right height. 
when you're going down the road. Oh. And when you put more people in, it pushes the back down. So the front base is higher. So the lights sort of go up the road more and don't really light up as what they should of the road in front. Oh my God, that's terrible. So the, the you know, it, it could result in the lights not working as intended, but it, for any Alfa Romeo driver, they're probably used to more worse things than that. So they're probably yeah. just like, we didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Holy yeah. shit, my headlights are working. Yeah, it's my headlights not working. It doesn't matter. I can't see past and beyond all the warning lights. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it really matters. But anyway, uh, in other car news, uh, Renault have announced that they are selling their part of Lada. They own Lada. They own 68% of Lada. And they're selling it, I think, back to the Russians or whoever, whoever uh, for one ruble. One ruble. One ruble. It's like... It's two cents. Oh, my. <laughs> That's how poor they are and how much they need money they're selling. 68% of Lada for two cents. Jesus. Uh, All right. Because, you know, most of their most of their parts and a lot of their builds and manufacturing occurred either in Russia or the Ukraine. Yeah. And they ceased that um, and took a massive share dive. Like, it's lost billions. Damn yeah. I wanted a new Lada. Well, yeah, and now we're going to start bringing some more back to Australia because they've tried it in the past, bringing larders. But not now. And i actually seen a couple of the newer larders, and they don't look too bad because they're sort of like like the hatchback ones are like rather sporty looking. Let me see. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really, really disappointed with that um, because that's that's just a travesty in itself. Internet down here is dog shit. Yeah, yeah, the internet in there where we do our oh, recording. Is the rubbish. SUVs look horrible. Yeah, yeah, all, all Larder SUVs look oh, ridiculous. God. I mean, they're, they're two-door, though. They're, they're Larders. They're interesting. They try and make them look like some weird Russian Bronco. Um, and, I don't and, know which one you're talking about, but they well, all look shit. You well, know, I've seen some that didn't look quite so shit, but maybe they weren't ones out yet. Um, anyway, never mind. That's what's happening. So uh, if you're interested in a small Russian car you're manufacturer... you me that. That looks sporty. No, no, there's more sporty versions than that. That's 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 that's, that's the shit the box. base model. That's the base model. But there's like a I saw a sporty version. It didn't look too bad. Either that or I was looking at an entirely different car, which is entirely possible. So anyway, if you're after Oh, this one, this uh, one. Uh, the Russian manufacturer. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got it's, it? It's yeah. got a red strip on no, the No, no, look bottom. at it. That's hardcore. That's like that's like Hyundai N thirty competitor right it's there. Almost got the Hyundai blue. Yep. And then it's got a red strip. Yep. Which it's, signifies it's, it's sport. It's sporty, yeah. I think they weigh about five tons because they use old tank steel. Um, <laughs> and I think that's why manufacturing stopped because they've got to return to making tanks. And all you do uh, is take a larder and put a cannon on it and it becomes a tank. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what's happening there. Uh, in Australian news, Motor Magazine is going to be finishing. Why? Um, apparently people are not buying magazines anymore. Oh, it's no surprise. And they they neglected, like most Australian production and media companies do, neglected to digitalize properly and get with the modern age. So once Rona kicked in and they shut everything down, their sales went to shit because most of their sales come from servos. Yeah. And stuff like that. So it went to shit. So it's ending after 68 years in production. 800 and something different episodes 
chapters, whatever the fucking hell they call it, a magazine. See, I don't even know anymore. But they say all their other titles are safe under that same production banner, which is good yeah. because it includes Wheels Magazine, 4x4 Australia, Unique Cars, all enthralling stuff. But most importantly, Street Machine. Oh, yeah. Because it's owned by the same mob. Oh. So, you know, and Street Machine is relatively safe because it's, you know, motor and wheels, I actually thought were competitors, but they're owned by the same mob. Yeah. I don't know why. They're the same fucking Street thing. Machine has digital stuff. I think. Street Machine's more digitalized, yeah. The other guy's like, oh, I'm not going on this fucking internet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not going to last very long. I'm Australian. And, and it's a shame because motor helped shape the Ford versus Holden narrative. Yeah. From the very beginning, they were very instrumental in that. So, anyway. I mean, that's all right. Then we can get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, get rid of Ford versus Holden. Fuck, it doesn't matter anymore. Now it's fucking. Now it's Ford, just Ford versus Chevy. Now it's just everybody. It's just Australia versus the world. Yeah, yeah it's what's not built in Australia versus everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't build shit here anymore. On to gaming news. So, it is currently uh, Golden Week in Japan. For all Japan listeners, happy Golden Week. I think there is, but... It is Golden Week. No, there's like no Japan listeners. Well, there might be now. I've mentioned Golden Week. I don't think that just instantly makes them... Oh, I've got to watch this. Well, somebody you, said... You never know. Something. Internet different. works in weird ways. Uh, the upside to Golden Week, aside from Japan having like nine public holidays or some fucking thing, it's huge. Uh, everyone else has gaming sales based on Golden Week. Oh. So Nintendo, Xbox, everyone, PlayStation's doing it. Um, I checked their sales thing. They're selling some games for up to eighty percent off. Yeah, they did. They do that for every single sale, I think. Yeah, I know. There's um, there's uh, there's one game I think was a dollar eighty-two. Yeah, but it's normally like two dollars. Yeah, it was like three bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are some big platform games and some big games that are on sale. Um, yeah. nothing of interest for anyone that actually likes gaming though. Because it's just all the shit titles. Uh-huh. Um, I think Far Cry 4's on there, which it doesn't bother me because I didn't get halfway through Far Cry 4 before it glitched out and I could never finish it. So, anyway, if you are looking for a, a cheap game that you'll never play ever, <laughs> um, it's Golden Week. So enjoy. What even is that normally? In Japan, like, what is it? What is Golden Week? Yeah. Golden Week is like a, a, a bunch of public holidays that they have in quick succession and it basically ends up being like a whole week off. So they have things like, you know how like we have Labor Day and, you know, all our, our variety of public holidays dotted out throughout the year. Yeah. They they have similar to what we're having now, but it, instead of having, you know, a bunch of public holidays over the course of four weeks, they've got them all within sort of one week or thereabouts. So it basically just becomes a week off. Businesses close and everything and people just get a week off. Yeah. To just go and do whatever. Uh-huh. Um, during during Rona, they had a, a stay at home and save lives week, not a golden week, uh-huh. um, which been depressing. Uh, but they normally like people go camping and and holidaying, and they they uh, tourism goes through the roof during their golden week. Yeah, um, cause nice time of year there and all that type of stuff. So that's that's normally what happens over there. On to election news. So our wonderful Labor candidates have announced their shared uh, equity scheme for home ownership. Now, this is quite important if you want to own a home, probably any time in the next sort of three to five years. Uh, They've promised or committed to this grant scheme, which will start with about 10,000 people, where they'll give up to 30% of the home's value 
or 40% of the home's value if it's a new home, they'll contribute that much money, which means government will own 30% of your house. Does that mean they can just steal my house? Well, they probably can't steal it, but they probably come and use it for a barbecue 30% of the time. Oh, shit. Um, the, the opposition, one <laughs> of the opposition, or not opposition, one of the liberal candidates said it's just a scheme for Anthony Albanese to come and have dinner at your house. Presumably because he's got no friends. So he has to buy 30% of someone's house to go and have dinner with someone. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's, uh, it is actually quite a big thing because home ownership is incredibly expensive. Yeah. Uh, for those of interest here in, in, in Queensland, the capped limit is $650,000 so for, the, they, for the house value. So what do they do with that 30%? Not like they can really use it for anything. It's no, just, but it's... What it is... your house. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's really... What it is is it's... Um, like it locks it up in property, right? It's like banks. Banks, banks don't care about money. Banks care about assets. The government's the same, right? So if they give out like a billion dollars, and that gets locked up in property and houses and stuff like that, that money builds over time without them needing to do anything with it. So it can't be misspent. It can't go this way or another way. It, it gets locked into that property. And what they do is at the end of the scheme, if you haven't paid back that 30%, at the end of the scheme when you sell, they get 30% of the house's value when it sells. Now, if you look at house market, housing markets historically, the price of houses always goes up over time, historically. right? Years ago, here in Brisbane, three to $400,000 would get you a nice place. Now it's six to $700,000. So if they lock the, the money up inside a house, not physically, but at, at part of the house, when it sells, they get 30% of that. So if they if they give us, say that we do it, and they give us $100,000, right, for 30% of a home. We're not going to get a home for 300 grand, but anyway, that's using my point. When we sell it, if that $300,000 house is $600,000, they get 200 grand back. The government do. We're about having to do a damn thing but they're giving us money how did they get the money back no because they own part of it so they they give us the money for a percentage share of the property so they own part of the house yeah but they have to pay for that part of the house yep so how do they get their money back when we sell the place then they get their money back because when we sell they get 30% of the sell price but they've just got their money. So they've just lost some money for a little bit and then got it back later. Yeah, but they're likely to get more money back. What if we trash the place and sell it for less? Um, then we still owe them the original 30%. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you've got to pay the 30% no matter what. You've got to pay whatever they give you no matter what. Um, but if it's more, then they get more. Otherwise, yeah. you've got to pay it back. Oh. Um, so you don't want to like completely strip the place and ruin it and have nothing left when you leave, mainly because they'll still want their their money yeah um but that's... so basically we get cheaper we kind of get cheaper housing yep but we sit wait no because well you'll get cheaper housing you'll, you'll get the you won't get cheaper housing you still gotta go buy the same house but instead of having a mortgage and house repayments for a hundred percent of the home yeah which you're likely to have you're only going to have mortgage repayments for about 70 percent of the home so yeah. your mortgage repayments and stuff are going to be much lower. It's going to be easier to pay it off, easier to own, and stuff like that, which is the biggest struggle at the moment with anyone. Where included is trying to get into the market is freaking hard. 
Yeah. Um, you've got to rent, which is expensive. You've got to try and save, which you can't do because rent's expensive. And then you have to try and get into the market and you end up with a mortgage that's more than the rent you pay. So it is a very, very expensive and very difficult thing to get into in certain parts of the country. You, you try and stay in a capital city, very expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, in Sydney, you know, it, near on a million just to get a, a normal house. Yeah. Right. That's a big lot of money and that's a very big mortgage to have to go and pay. So they're trying to offset that. Um, we'll see if that actually works. But anyway, that's what they've promised. Um, on the other hand, the uh, the liberal guys have said they're going to make medicines $10 cheaper. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. What if it's $10? <laughs> well, it's free. Oh. It, the... the, the the uh, Pharmaceuticals Benefit Scheme. So one of those schemes that were developed many, many years ago, 70 years ago now, has a certain cap on the cost of medicines. And they're going to bring that down. They're going to make, you know, medicines that were normally $42 down to $32. Um, it's going to save people about 240 bucks a year, which is fantastic because most people who use this, the Pharmaceutical Benefit Scheme are low-income earners. Right, there are people on pensions, there are people on disability, those types of things. So it is beneficial, um, not on the same scale as like giving 300 grand for a house, but yeah, still beneficial. Interestingly, though, all of the commitments being made so far are the government giving money away. I mean, give money here, we can give money there, we can give people money for houses, and give people money to go and buy bunning sausages. We've got people going here, there, we're giving money, 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 money. Yeah, what you got to realize is. We only have so much money. Yeah. Can't print more. Um, not allowed to do that. Can't print your own. Definitely not allowed to do that. <laughs> so, if they commit more and more money, someone's got to lose. Yeah. Someone's got to miss money. So, it'll be interesting to see when it comes push time and when people start questioning and saying, where are you going to get this money from, what they're actually going to cut back on. Well, we're just going to print more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just make some more money. It solves everything. Anyway, that's where that is all currently up to at the moment. There was nothing funny or interesting. They're all being rather boring and shit at the moment. So anyway, they've got debates coming up, and that normally causes a bit of chaos. Yeah. Uh, on to my tips for young bucks. So this this tip here comes from a conversation that your mother was having with your brother um, the other day, a couple of days ago. Uh, and I thought I'd mention it because it is it is worthwhile, and I may have mentioned some of it before, so excuse me if I have. Uh, it's it's all around finding a suitable partner. Now, suitable partner is a rather loose term. So I've written some, I guess, some guidance points um, onto what that means. So finding a, a finding a partner of any type can be difficult. Right, finding a good partner, even more so, especially at the moment, right? So much of people's behavior is driven by social media. It's fucking ridiculous. So it can be very difficult to find a good person. Some of the things that you should be mindful of when, you're, when you are looking for a partner is their ability to, to allow you to still go and do the things you want to do. There should be trust. On both sides, so you should be able to trust them, and they should be able to trust you, and they should trust you. Um, there should be uh, no compromises, right? So if you have to compromise any of your 
your behaviours, your lifestyle, uh, anything like that, as long as you're not being stupid, then it's not a worthwhile relationship. You shouldn't need to compromise stuff. If you if you have a partner who doesn't allow you to do your own thing, then you need to end it. Right? That ain't gonna last. That ain't gonna work. If they won't let you do your own thing, and they're not willing to make change, it's it's a it's a no go. Right? It's a red flag. Don't do it. Um. And then, uh, if it gets down to the point you do have a partner and you can't keep a partner because of your behaviours and what you're doing, you need to have a good look at yourself because it could be you, right? Not all partners leave because they've changed their mind. They leave because you've changed yours. So always worthwhile if you do lose a partner to have a look at why and critically have a look at yourself because it could be you. Um, it's been me in the past. It was me. My fault. So you need to be mindful of those things because a lot of people will go and do very big compromises to be with the person they want to be with, but that will never last and last the test of time. Right, eventually, that you, you'll just get tired of having that compromise and it'll lead to troubles and grief that you could have avoided a long, long time ago. So those are some of my tips around finding a suitable partner. Probably stretch out on more of that on uh, a few other occasions, but that's a starting point anyway for those out there trying to find a suitable partner. I feel yeah. like for, um Anyone Amber Heard may not be a suitable partner. No, no, Amber Heard, if you want a definition of a not a suitable partner, then you go and look at Amber Heard. And if you want a definition of a suitable partner, you'll look at Johnny Depp. Yeah. Even though he's a male. Like, he's a good role model. He's a good, yeah. you know, he, he's trying to do the right thing. But anyway, it'd be interesting to see when uh, Amber Heard takes a stand to what she has to say for herself and see if she can, her lawyers can actually formulate like a question that makes sense yeah um because they're yet to actually do that i think um and johnny depp's lawyers i think have not shown their true potential so um because the main dude that sits at the front with johnny depp really hasn't spoken much and i reckon when amber heard gets up he will yeah um and that'll probably be the end, probably make a cry or something that'll <laughs> be the end of it um have you seen the i think everyone has by now but the clip with the um amber heard's lawyer um, said like he what was it he say yeah they say to his own question yeah 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 Johnny Depp starts to answer the question and yeah. he, inter- he 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 objects to it and it's like oh, his yeah, question yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just and that's and now I've seen lots of ones now where people are putting um are they were they putting a movie um there's a movie clip and and the the the, the actor um is trying to you know be a lawyer and he, he objects to his own statements and it's really really funny yeah so it's sort of done he put that sort of stuff together um and there's memes coming out fucking everywhere anyway um so we'll see where that all lands um onto something a lot more intelligent um onto my stoic quote so this is another marcus aurelius quote um i got it from reading the book on the plane when i when i went up to Mackay a little while ago um and it says uh look back over the past with its changing empires that rose and fell, and you can foresee the future too. Huh. Huh? Yeah. So I look back over the past with its changing empires that rose and fell, and you can foresee the future too. It basically means history repeats itself. Oh, yeah. Right? You, you see many times throughout history where empires have gotten too big for their own good, um, occupied too much, 
taken over too much and they fall. Yeah. Um, and it happens all the time. You know, everyone's worried about, you know, at one point they'll worry about the rise of China and how industrial it is and how much it's taking over. That will all fall at some point because you can't, you can't sustain that for a long period of time. Yeah. Once it's done building and they've got nothing left, it then starts to fall. So that, that is, that is, you know, looking at the past, looking at history of, of, you know, rise and fall of things and noting that that's the future, right? It's just going to repeat itself, different fashion, different form. You won't have Roman emperors wandering around in steel and fucking leather skirts and shit, but you'll, you'll have the same thing happen Yeah. over time. Things will get too big and they'll fall. Okay. All right. So that is all that we had for that, for the stoic quote. I did have a whole stack load of notes for Australian Prime Ministers, but I picked the wrong era and the wrong time, so we're not going to go through the misery of waiting for me to sort my shit out. We accidentally did the first period of... Yeah, the bit you didn't hear that has been deleted is me re-explaining the first term of Robert Menzies all over again for about 20-odd minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to take that out, and... um, and you won't have to go through that misery again, and Aiden won't have to sit here for 40 <laughs> minutes while I write all my freaking notes about the second term of Robert Menzies, because it was a lot bigger than his first. And next time, I'll pay attention to where I'm up to. Um, on so, the upside. On the upside, we have other things to talk about. Yeah, we don't have to talk about politics. Correct. Yeah, we can So, I want to talk about Australian cars, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about Holland Commodores, okay? Right. You know, mm-hmm. we're a Ford family. Yep. I don't like Commodores. We mm-hmm. don't like Commodores. Mm-hmm. However, there's some things I want to explain. First is I can respect, you know, if someone else owns a Commodore, that's mm-hmm. their decision. Mm-hmm. I can respect it if it's actually good and it's not a VE SV6. Yep. I won't. Uh, if I see that, I'll puke. But if it's something <laughs> else, I'll be like, no, that's a nice VL. You've got a Turbo yep. Derby. It's all fine. I'm, yep. Yep. I'm not going to have one. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Mm-hmm. It's all right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yep. I can respect other people's builds. and Yep. Yep. Which cars. is good. Yep. And in some cases, uh, Ford has good V8s. You've got Winces, you've got the Bosses, you've got Coyotes and the mm-hmm. FGXs. You've got all those. Did they have Clevelands in like the really old ones? Yeah, the old ones had Clevelands, yeah. Clevelands. But I like LSs, you know. LSs are in the Corvettes, they're mm-hmm. in Camaros. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Chevys, and there are some in the Commodores. Yep. And they're so much better than whatever fucking V6 they have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, compared to the V6, the LSs are a good engine. Yeah. And the LSs are a good crate engine. Yeah. Um. You know, they, they started making those as crate engines before Ford decided, oh, shit, maybe we should start crating our motors um, and just selling the, in the motors. So, yeah. you know, LSs are probably more available and, and readily used because yeah. they were sort of out there first. They've um, they're swapped into a lot of cars, JM yep. cars and stuff, and yep. um, you know they're good because you can cam them and have them sound all yeah. lumpy, yeah, which you can't do in some Ford motors. Mm. Yeah, you know, you know they got different V angles. They probably got different stroke and stuff like that. Like yeah, in their own respect, they're good. Mm. Mm. I still prefer the sound of the Windsor though. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't. The, the Windsor's a very wobbly V eight. Yeah. So it sort of burbles. And, and carries on like like ours oh, did yeah, yeah. ours did and it and it burbled a lot when the harmonic balancer gave way um because then it wasn't balanced at, at all um, I watched this video <laughs> and it was a VE what is their fucking V8 
fancy version. The, the Statesman? No, it wasn't a Statesman, no. like Calais. A Calais. It was a yep. Calais. And it had an exhaust on everything. Yeah. And then he also had a, uh, it was, I don't know if it was a T or TS, but TS-50. Yep. And the TS-50, it, it was sounded a lot more, like, sophisticated. Yep. And it had a bit of, like, a gurgle yep. overrun at the end. Yep. But then the LS, had it was a lot more raspy, mm-hmm. and the idle was fucking dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, they, of the different V angles yeah, and stuff like that. Different can. stroke, different cam. But um, that TS-50 sounded really lumpy in the idle for some reason. Yeah. It's most lumpy I've ever heard of Windsor. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, they have a horrible wobble. Like, they wobble yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, you know, as ours did. You just, you'd sit at lights and ours, and ours was just a stock V8. And yeah. you, could, you could sometimes feel the car, like, if, the longer it sat there, it just start to wobble by itself. <laughs> um, so they're very wobbly engines. I've seen, um, I saw this video, and it was an AUX, all right? And he had the ECU uh, replaced with something else and basically controlled everything in the car. Yeah. And he had this, he had the Winter V8, and it was all done up. It was yep. really, really nice. Mm, mm. Um, and they got, I think they got like 400 something horsepower out of it, <laughs> which is good for one of those. I yeah, mean, yeah. stock they're like 200 and something. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not powerful. Because they're small block. Engine. They're yeah. They're, they're not a big, they're not a big engine. They're not a powerful engine. But, um, yeah, it was good. And then I'm um, apparently with the TS, TS50, the T3s, they aren't even like, they're called TS50, but they're not even a 5.0. Yeah. They're like five, they made it 5.6. Yep. Tickford. And apparently the ones that they used were crate engines, mm. which Tickford mass-produced this crate engine into a car. Yep. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tickford did a lot of cool stuff like that. Like, they had a little bit of freedom to do some of that cool stuff. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the, I, I think, you know, the, the LS is probably just a more usable engine. Yeah. Um, It's a more adaptable engine. I'd still, if I had a Ford and I was going to chuck a crate engine in it, it'd still be a Coyote. Yeah. Um. It, it just it just would because um, I don't mind like a really like raspy V8 I don't I, I, yeah. don't, I don't mind the, 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 the sound of them um, I can remember you know when I was younger you know V8s were quite raspy yeah quite cackly and stuff like that that's just how how they were they weren't really thumpy yeah you know bassy V8s like what you get now with quite a lot of things it was like scream its brain off and yeah you know, just just run it through a couple of two and a twin two and a half inch pipes and away we go <laughs> um you know with like a fucking turbo muffler or something on it like that that's just the way it was yeah um it was very rare for anything to be straight piped at all yeah because it was just not a not a thing yeah. um but it was yeah different times different styles but I, you know, the old Windsors. I still like the old Windsors. Still like the old Carby engines and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the three hundred two was a good sort of working V eight that wasn't as heavy on the fuel as the three five one. Yeah. The three five one was just a engine to tear the back wheels apart. <laughs> that's that's all its purpose was. Yeah. That's why they put them into the GTs and stuff like that. Um, and they were part of the reasons why there was a big push to not have V eights because. They were thought to be too fast and too powerful, and it's like seriously, <laughs> goes like zero to sixty is like twenty seconds. Yeah, but for the time they were fast. Like yeah. the XY was the fastest production car made for a while, fastest yeah. four door production car. Um, so you know they they were fast, but yeah, it's I think you know that don't like seeing. Chevy engines in fours. I don't like seeing fours. Yeah, in like that Capri with the three hundred eight. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm, I'm, 
people do it and people have done it forever and you know that's their choice to go and do it but if I was out there looking for a car like if I was looking for a Capri or a Quartina with a V8 or even like a Falcon with a V8 it would want to be the same manufacturer I wouldn't buy it yeah I just wouldn't because it's a pain in the ass going and buying parts for it because half your parts are going to be forward and half your parts are going to be old mm. and they've got to match up somewhere in the middle yeah. and they're not made to. So it, it's just, it, it's like me taking my Skoda to Volkswagen to try and get parts. Like they argue black and blue that it's not a Volkswagen until you, then, until you show them underneath. <laughs> <laughs> until you pop the bonnet and go, look at all the Volkswagen parts in this thing. It so, says Volkswagen right there. Yeah, literally on the top of the motor. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's. Do they still make the three five one? Because I know in one of the mm. F- uh, newer FPVs for the FGs, they had a three five one. Yeah, I don't think it's the the original Cleveland three five one though. Yeah, it's gonna be some. I think it's a. The, I think it's a newer one. engine with a newer, the, the the newer V angle and stroke. I don't think it's done on the same, same sort of, blueprint as an original three five one. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure. I don't know what the I don't know what the V angle is on it. Yeah. Or the stroke on it, whether it was a big block or a small block. Um, being a modern car, it's probably small block. But mm. I think that I, I think the AU was probably the last time Ford mm. Ford Falcons had small blocks. I think they mm-hmm. for the um, Boss, even like the Boss Two Nines, I'm pretty sure they were big blocks. Big blocks now yeah, well, they might be. They might. I don't be. know. Though. I I still, have, I still have a lot to learn about uh, V8s because it's a kind of different thing from other engines because you yeah. uh, you know they're sort of their names and stuff are like. The size of the engine, like you've mm. got, you know, three five one, three eight eight, two ninety. It's like the. It's not yeah, they're they're the cubic inches. Cubic inches. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's, a, that's old CR. measurement. Yeah. So your three o your three o twos and your three o eights are up close to a five liter. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Now you, now people usually use liters more. Yeah, yeah. Liters become the more universally used. You know, probably you know during eighties and nineties and shit like that. Yeah. Um. You know, even even like when I got my XD, you know, it had a, the two fifty cross flow, which is two fifty cubic inches, four point one liters. Yeah. But people called it the two fifty cross flow, but on the side of the 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 front guard had four point one. Yeah. So that was the start of the shift because it's like, you know, it's two fifty cubic inch engine, but it's got four point one written on the side. So that's the start of the shift of people getting their head around. Yeah. The switch from cubic inches to to liters. Yeah. So. You know, and 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 to to be fair, for a six cylinder to be four point one liters is actually pretty big. Pretty big, yeah. <laughs> it's a big old six cylinder. You look at the Japanese ones. You know, Supra had a the two J had a was three liters. Yeah, yeah it was some, three liters. The the Nissan ones were even smaller. They were like two point yeah, six, two point eight. Yeah, I think they had two point eight or something in them. Didn't yeah, they? they had two point. They had the two point five for mm. the really shit yep. Skylines, and they had. Uh, two point six, two point eight, and then they had the three liter, which they only gave to Holden because there's probably a reason they didn't fucking put them in their own cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can have whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. We've just made that bigger and heavier. That's all we've done with that. (laughs) That that fits an Australian car. Which you know that many liters. That's like the same amount of liters as a four cylinder. Yeah, yeah. But they're good engines. I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they're they're good engines. Um, and six cylinders are good because six cylinders are a, a much smoother engine. Yeah. Um. You know, V8s are better because they make a better noise. Yeah. Um, but six cylinders are a much smoother engine. They're much better for turbocharging and stuff like that. V V6s though. Back to yeah. the SV6. Like it, it's it's an American V6, isn't it? 
Mm, I think so, yeah. America cannot make a V6. America can make a V8. Mm. They can't make any other fucking engine. They oh. can't make a four-cylinder. They can't make a V6. Mm. That's Japan's thing. Japan can make a good four-cylinder um, and make a good V6, mm. like in the Zs and in the GTRs, mm. the new ones, and in... Oh, what was the other car I was thinking of? I forgot. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, the Ford made the um the V6 for the GT. And that was the V6 Ford? In the new one. In the new, new GT. Oh, the new... Okay. The, the new one. They have V6s. They have V6s. Oh. Yes. And, and it, according to Jeremy Clarkson, and from what I've observed um, in videos and stuff, they just make a lot of noise. Yeah. All V6s just, sound like trumpets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're not designed to be, like, high-revving, fast engines. They do sound high-revving, though. They're like, they do, but when you turbocharge, when, when, when you turbocharge them, it slows them right down. Uh, yeah. They don't like to rev on turbocharge. Um, but, you know, that's what you've got to look forward to now, though, because, like, all the big V10s and V12s and stuff are going to become incredibly rare. Yeah, they... um, Especially naturally aspirated ones, like, they, they're... They're gonna like probably disappear altogether. I don't know too why manufacturers are using V6s more now. Straight sixes are good. Why are they stop using them? I think they're just using V6s just because it's probably easier to put two turbos on it. Is it really though? Mm, don't know. I don't even know how that. I don't know how to twin turbo any V engine. I know how a straight engine works. Mm-hmm. I do not know how that would happen on a V. So I don't really care though. So on a V, right, you've got two banks of cylinders. Yeah. You have two outlets for yeah. exhaust. So that at, would take at, up so much space. On the end and the end of each outlet you have your turbo and it feeds the air back in to the main central. But if it's a straight airbox. six though, you can have your turbo in this nice open space that's on the sides. Yeah. Because well, technically you could twin turbo a you could you could put put six on if you really wanted to. But you could you could twin turbo a straight six. Yeah, they did that just, for... Yeah, you just run three banks off one and three off another. But I um, don't know. It just... Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. But, um... V, to... V6 has also shortened the front of the car. Oh, yeah. Because you've then... got a much shorter engine. It's wider. Yeah. Um, But it's shorter. So you can shorten the front of the car up quite a fair bit. But what's the big thing about that? Well, that gives you the ability to make the car more aero-efficient. It gives you the ability to centralize your weight because the weight's more sideways than forwards, so you're you're putting more spread weight across the front axle instead of having half your six cylinder hanging out over the front axle like it happens with a lot of them. Oh. So it gives you the ability to centralize a lot of the weight, make the car a little bit shorter. Oh. Um, which can be beneficial, um, but you can also do it to some degree with a normal six cylinder it's just there's got to be compromises made somewhere else yeah like you look at the engine bay of a of any old car with a straight six and there's a reason why you can engine swap it with a v8 for no with no dramas yeah it's because the fucking engine bay needs to be huge to fit the six cylinder in there so once you take the six cylinder out you've got this big whopping engine bay that you can lump a bloody great big v8 into <laughs> Without having to cut anything because it needed so much forward room. 
Yeah. That's why the XDs and, and the old Commodores and all that type of stuff had such big bonnets and such long fronts on them. It's because you needed them. Yeah. Um, and the Commodores now are really short and squat because you, you've got V6s and stuff in them. They don't need You know what they should have done? If they had, in the past, a Japanese six-cylinder, mm. they should have got a Nissan V6 because those are a lot better. Because, mm. N- as I said before, Japan can yeah. make a good V6, but, like, I mean, it would be sound like a jumper, but it put, like, a VR or a VQ, VQ mm. a Z or a R35 engine, and then yep. maybe you would, wouldn't have a cancerous piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Such as an SV6. Yeah, I, I think just Holden probably didn't want to pay the money that they were probably asking for for those better engines. Apparently they invested a billion dollars to make the VE mm. just to have it look like that. Yep. Just to have it be whatever the hell that's, that. That's a lot of money to invest in a sculpted turd. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it's like, we made, we made it took us a billion dollars to make this thing. It's like, what do you fucking spend it on? <laughs> Like snacks or something, <laughs> like magic mushrooms or something. How do you, how do you spend a million billion dollars and come out with that? <laughs> I mean, the only redeeming quality about them on the design is they do kind of have like a wide body almost. They've mm. got really big fenders, which I like because the Falcons just had normal sort of fenders. Yeah, yeah, the Falcons didn't really push or try and flare the guards out yeah. or anything like that. They looked that. really wide, the mm. Commodores. Mm. But then everything else is like, like the taillights are all. Not even just the VEs, one of the other older Commodores, the old GTSR, mm. I don't know which one it is, like a VR, I don't, I forgot, yeah. the one with the really slim headlights. Yep. Um, the taillights are all the way up in the top corners. Mm. Like, it looks so awkward up there. Yeah. It's like I, it feels in a low car would have to look all the way up to see them. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's that way to avoid damage from when they get rear-ended by something going faster than them. Ah, yeah. <laughs> when they go to pull away at lights and the car and the forwarded behind them runs into the back of them at least it just dimps dimp- the bumper bar and doesn't damage the lights because they're so high up yeah yeah it's probably because they're so freaking slow <laughs> uh, probably put them at truck heights because that's about as fast as they go it's as fast <laughs> as the trucks we'll put the lights at the truck height um i saw this um guy who does car reviews and um he's he got a not got but it is Got a um, SV6 Pro Charge. Mm. Pro Charge one. Yep. And it makes like not even 100 more horsepower. <laughs> it's still only got like, I think it was like maybe 300 or something. Yeah, like. yeah. They're not they're not built to be high high power engines. I forgot if it was turbo or Pro Charge. I'm pretty sure it's Pro Charge. Mm. But, um, and this other guy who builds a lot of AUs, mm. he got a Pro Charged Intech AU. Yep. And that's the same guy who's got the twin-charged yep. AU. Yeah. And then a normal AU for his <laughs> daily. Um, yeah. Well, it's good to have plenty of spark, plenty of like spare parts and stuff. Yeah. That you can just strip out of one car and put it to <laughs> another. It's like, oh, well, that, that diff's given way. I will just take one from that. Yeah. Put it in that one for now. So it probably makes sense just to have the, the same type across three different builds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me think here. Anything else I want to say? I think I've already said this at the uh, at dinner. Mm-hmm. I like old, you know, old Hollands. Mm-hmm. So do you? Like yep. Old yep. Tyranos, old, old, old Monero GTSs I yep. like. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I don't mind the old cars. You know, the first car was a HB Tirana. Yeah. Um, not that really a Tirana. <laughs> shitty tech four cylinder. Technically an Opal, but, <laughs> um, but, um, I, I don't mind the old ones. 
like some I did through the, I don't really I'm not a big fan of the HKs. Um, I just I just don't like the shape of the HK. Um, yeah. But you know, like the you know, I like the HZ mainly for nostalgia region reasons because it had HZ. Yeah. Um, the HQs are grown on me. I never used to like them when they were where they were around. More common. Yeah. I thought that the the HQ was like the the poor ugly cousin mm. of like the HJ and the HZ. Um, I didn't like the lights in the in the bumper bar. Thought that was weird, but it's sort of grown on me now. Yeah, now I'm a bit older. Um, but you know, after the after like the Kingswoods went, I didn't really like them after that. Didn't like the Commodore coming in. I thought the first Commodore looked like fucking something out of the Muppets, <laughs> like just a big long front on it. This big ridiculous bumper bar hanging out. Like when you compared the first Commodore to the XD, they're nothing alike. Yeah. Like the VC and then the, well, no, the VB, I think, was the first. No, VB's the last one. The last of, the yeah, last the one. fucking Opal, whatever the hell it is. The yeah. Shit one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there uh, was the VC then. Like bef- the VK. I, I know them as VKs, but that's like after the first one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're all the same. It's just the VK's got a plastic grill. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're really first ones when they first came out, whichever yeah. series that was. The the bumper stuck out. So you had this pointy front and then this this bump this fucking chrome bumper that f- stuck out the front of it yeah and you'd park that next to like the xd falcon yeah and it's got a flat front and it's got plastic bumpers and something that looks somewhat sporty like the, the s-back i had had a little strip underneath that made it look like it was sporty it it, it wasn't <laughs> it still want to take off at some point in time but yeah um it looked a bit more sporty and it looked like a much more modern car compared to the, the commodore the commodore looked like it didn't know whether it wanted to be like the kingswood's fucking stepson or what it wanted to be at the start it took him a while to actually get it to to look it was probably around the vk when it really started to look a little bit better yeah but yeah and you, you can't no one can say that that's an australian car because it's literally an opal the only difference is a badge mm-hmm. yeah. gm yeah 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 and you know like, so a lot of their stuff came from South Africa. So it was designed <laughs> by some fucking. Uh, where's Opal from? Uh, well, Opal, I think, is is British, isn't it? It's United Kingdom or something? Is it? Mm. Mm, I know. It's designed by like a British guy. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's that. You know, and and Ford, I suppose, you know, kept some of their design stuff in house in Australia. It, it took a fair bit of a hassle but yeah the, the saving grace there is that ford in america looked at our fords and went oh, i don't fucking want any of those over here thanks <laughs> we tried i think with the xp and stuff like that when they tried to turn them into a sprint and that that really didn't oh i saw take um, off so i saw if there's um there's some i don't know how but apparently in 2001 somebody in america imported it's it was uh it was an xb coupe mm. and it's for sale at, at the moment and he swapped it with an xa front yeah, and XA taillights, <laughs> and is selling it now, and it's mm. it's in decent condition. It's yep. the front's pink, and then the rest of it's all shit. Yeah, for some reason, but he's selling it for forty five USD. Yep, and yeah, this one account I follow said we should bring it back. Yeah. So somebody in Australia buy it and bring it back. Bring it back home. Why the fuck is it over there? Get it back. Get it back and restore it. <laughs> why, why is it over there? It just yeah. Everyone look at it and go, what the fuck? Um. 
you need to bring it back. Yeah, that has to come back to Australia. It has to come back and have the proper XB stuff put on the front of it. Yeah. Go back to being an XB. Because um, they're incredibly hard to find anyway. Yeah. I think um, I, I think it was a GT. I'm not sure. Mm. But yeah, yeah, it's still an XB. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, hopefully someone brings it back to Australia and it doesn't end up being fucking butchered. Because what are you, how are you going to fix it in America? There's no parts there. That's probably no. the only one in America. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's no parts. You'd have to get everything shipped from Australia, which would be an exact reversal of how everything works now. Because <laughs> yeah. at the moment, you know, stuff comes from America, and America has a massive parts range, but they wouldn't have a fucking thing for that car. Yeah. Um, at least if you import... I saw this one guy, and he has, like... I don't know if he just got a Chevy SS and rebadged mm-hmm. it as a Holden, but he's got a Holden Commodore. At least you'll be able to get parts for that in America because they've got the SS, and mm. I think they've got the V Calais over there. Yeah, the Chevy. Yep. They've got... I don't know what else. I think that's just those... they got, they got quite a fair bit more of the Australian range over there. Yeah. Um, but Which is sadly why the Commodore's seen to the world as the Australian car and the world's mm. forgotten about the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they'll forget about the Commodore eventually because it'll die off yeah. entirely. It's so yeah, it'll sad, Fade though, into the distance. When they try to sell it as a Chevy SS because they called it the SS, but mm. it's a fucking trim model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like... It's like um the Falcon XR. It's faded into obscurity. Yeah. Because everyone knows XR six and XR eight. You don't think, oh, it's a Falcon XR. Oh, no. cool. Is it a six or an eight? Yeah. It's a from the fucking sixties. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it, there's a few of them that are like that. The actual model itself fades away because they they reuse the name or it gets dragged into something else or. Or yeah. Something like that. But you know, it's just not something that Americans would want because when the Americans want a V eight. They want like a Mustang or a Dodge or a Camaro. Yeah. Or something like that. They don't want a family sedan. No. That's it. If they want a family sedan, they'll get a fucking Camry. Yeah, yeah. Family sedans don't have big V eights in them anymore. In America. No, not anymore. It's only the two doors, only the fast cars that have the V eights in them. Yeah. If they do have a V eight, it's some big slow fucking thing. You know, it's not a it's not meant to be fast. Yeah. It's not meant to be down the industrial park chucking doughies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really think of any Commodores that I really like though. I reckon for oh. the 90s, I forgot what Commodore it was. I think it's VI. Does it have the really slim headlights? Mm, yeah. It's the, the 90s one. I think that looks a bit better than what Ford had, like the EFs and ELs. Because mm. the EFs and ELs, I like them, but they're just a little bit like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, some of the styling went a bit iffy. Because this is when Ford decided to get all quirky and mm. start putting everything with circle headlights and <laughs> yeah. you can see in every single car that had circle headlights they also made a version after that didn't because everyone hated it yeah 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 they did like a reversion they reverted back and went oh fucking hell we won't do that the laser that we saw on Anzac Day yep there was a version without the circle headlights mm-hmm. the uh, Escort RX's there was a version without circle headlights the XR's there was a version version without circle headlights which was the base models like no one liked it but Ford was still like yeah. We're going to give it circle headlights, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to do it. Yeah. It's like when the EBs, when they tried to make, like, the EB XR8s and tried yeah. to do that for the first time, and they put, they just took the normal headlights out and put round headlights in, yeah. in this plastic thing, and people didn't like them, so they even released some with the with the standard headlights <laughs> in them. Um, and, it, and then it just got worse and worse and worse, but, you know, the AUs had the same thing. Yeah. So, but um, somebody said in a comment thing I saw about this, and I'm... Um, they said um that the nineties Falcons are an acquired taste. Yeah. You can't just look and be like, that's a cool car, you gotta be like, they're cool because 
they're different, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, beer. It's an acquired taste you get over time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just gotta you just gotta pick that time in your life when you go, oh, I actually wanna get one. <laughs> it's the same with like the AUs. Like I like AUs mm. but the only reason is because I grew up in the back of one for like yep. half my life. Over yep. half my life. And then I see people who don't like them, like, how though? Yeah. I reckon they look fucking amazing. <laughs> like, because I see some people, they say, like, you know, even the XI headlights look like shit. Mm. I'm like, I don't think they're that bad. I think it kind of suits it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the, the, apparently the big round, not. Big round headlights on them. I reckon the AU XI headlights look better than the other early 90s ones. Yeah. Because they weren't as tiny and. Yeah, they went bigger. It became more bold. And they weren't as deep. They were still sort of deep though. But like yeah. with the other ones, you look at the car from the side and there's like, is the headlights on that? Yeah, yeah. They, they were they, they were sort of shaped and sculpted in to the yeah. car. Whereas the XRs were just this big ass bumper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put around them. But um, I saw, um, so there's always, you know, this problem with the AUXRs and their front bumpers. Mm-hmm. You know, the Series 1 had basically a stock one. It looked like shit. Yeah. The Series 3 had a really squared one mm-hmm. on a bubble-looking car. Yep. It wasn't that good. But there's one front bumper I saw, which is basically Series 3. You know those two little bits on the sides, the two little square bits mm-hmm. that make it look the same height as the skirts and stuff? Yep. I've seen, I don't know where people get them from, but like more circular ones okay. and sort of more circular skirts and stuff. Yep. And it looks magnificent <laughs> it goes with the car it looks good because it's a really bubbly car with these really bubbly yep. pieces and just works it looks really smooth mm. and it just like uh, I want to get an AU and I want to do that to it I want to get those I want to get that body kit for it because it looks amazing <laughs> I, I love it so much yeah yeah Ford should have just done that it's so simple mm. yeah some, sometimes they just I don't know They, they their styling is designed to Progress just in the nineties. Ford was, you know, just yeah. fucking doing some crazy shit in the nineties, and then in the two thousands, and <laughs> it took I think until like they came out with the BAs for them to actually get some yeah. sense back, um, and actually focus on making something look decent, not just so, yeah. Those XR headlights, you know, stock was just fucking rectangle, and then X uh, XRs had to. It wasn't fully circle; it was just a little bit of a. A yeah, little bit of an outline. Yeah, it was just that. The shape I'm doing with my hands isn't very good. Yeah, he's, um, do, he's, he's doing like a little bit of an outline shape that doesn't seem that way. But <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. All right. I've I've Anything been ranting about you, you, shit. You, you've ranted yourself out of stuff. Let's go quickly back to. Oh, we're at an hour. I'll, I'll hurry this up. Commodore looks I do like. So that VR, I reckon it looked better than the Fords. Mm. It just looked a little bit more subtle. Mm. The headlights weren't going absolutely crazy. Yep. It didn't have a really squished front end like the Fords, like really Yeah, it was, it was quite narrow. a bit higher. Yeah. Um, and then I don't mind the VLs because mm. they look like, you know, they look really luxury. <laughs> and then it's funny because they've got like a whopping turbo when people do skids in them all the time. Yep. Um, so they're kind of funny. Mm, yeah, that's what they're for. Um, in in the nineties with the G, the first I think it was the first GTSR, mm. and the what was it? The one of the GTs, the ELGT, was it? Mm, the, yeah, yeah, because ELs. I think yeah, the ELs you hate it, don't you? 
I hate it because it looks like it got a toilet bowl on the fucking bonnet of it. Both of them are fucking horrible. They put those whole things in it. Looks like a, it looks like you're just gonna sit on there and take a crap. Yeah, like, like the grill wasn't even a grill. It was some. It was a big lump of plastic with some yeah. slits in it. Yeah. The wing I reckon was okay. It looks like it's yeah. off of a Lancer. Yeah, yeah. The front bumper was terrible. With the Holden GTSR, you, you had this shitty front bumper with this random black painted bit mm. to look like a grill. And Holden did that in the future. You look at like um, their you know HSV Commodores, like the mm. VFs or whatever. Yeah, they've got this random black bit in between the no- nostril grill, and then the grill down the bottom. They've painted yep. it black like it's one big grill. Yeah, like, and it and it's not. It's just painted black. <laughs> yeah, it's like with the FG FPVs. They've got this random black mascara looking. Black. Yeah, yeah. Why is that there? Yeah. What yeah, does it I, do? I don't know. I don't know. It's like the when the FPVs put out like. They put out their their cars, and on the front bumper, it's got those big, like, plastic bits, and even paint them. So they had to cut a hole in the bumper to fit the plastic bit, and then not paint it. And it's it just it just looks weird. It I don't know whether it looks like it's got some weird mustache happening or yeah, it it doesn't look like it's been hit or something. Like it just it just doesn't fit. And you thought everyone looked at it and went, what, what the fuck is that? <laughs> And like, you know, newer HSVs, I don't... Well, not, mm. I can't say new anymore, but... I just don't like them. They're overdone. There's so much shit on the front of the car. Mm. It's confusing. Yeah, and the, and the back's no better. Like, the back's just... The, the, it's got this weird diffuser thingy that's I like the taillights on those. Instead of, you know, just having the taillights on the side, mm. they actually had full taillights, mm. which I reckon... They look, still look like BMW taillights, yeah. which I reckon were okay. Mm-hmm. I do still just prefer them on the side. They'll probably yeah. be easier to maintain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the old GTSR, I had that shit on the front. And then the back, it was like a base model, but they've put a massive wing on it. It mm. looks like they've riced it out. looks like a ricer car. <laughs> like, this is this random wing on just a normal fucking Commodore. Yeah. I've got yeah. this picture to show you that someone sent. I don't know which one this is. It's got the same... It's, um... You know the Monero when they redid yeah. the Pontiac GTO in the two mm. thousands. This one, it looks like that. That's that's the not that's the nineties. Yeah, yeah. GTSR right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pure nineties. That is. Which which like, Commodore is that? Well, yeah. oh, it's not even nineties. It's two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. I don't know what is that. V. Is that a VS or something? It's it's when um it's like the four door Monero. It's got the same mm. taillights. So it's got the you know the really early two thousands. Cleared out taillights yep. with the red bit. Yeah, it's got the stock. I don't even know there's a stock rims. Those look fucking terrible. Painted yeah. in gold yep. with a blue car and a spoiler off of Wish.com. Yeah, yeah. And those taillights, like everyone brought those taillights, and nearly yeah. all of them were illegal because <laughs> they weren't designed to the right standard. They didn't work properly. You know, they're, they're, they just look shitty now. They just look so dated. I know and, and shit. So yeah, nineties wasn't that good for Ford and Holden. No, because 90s was a period of time when, you know, the, the car manufacturing was a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Like, V8s were coming in and going out. and They're yeah. also making that change from square, really square cars in the 80s to early 2000s. Yeah. It was all bubbly. Yeah, rounding them out and making them really curvy and, and stuff like that. It was quite a period of change. It was really hard to build and design and Because you look at, like, the XHU and stuff. Is it the yeah. XH? Yeah, because yeah. it's got like you know a normal sort of '90s Ford curve curvy front bumper, 
But then the back's like, looks like it's from the fucking 70s. It's yeah. a box. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such a change. Yeah, yeah, because cause Ford went, well, we're not changing the back of our utes anytime soon, so we'll just use the same one we used since, like, 1979. To be fair, though, <laughs> it's good, though, because, you know. Well, it makes it easy. easy. It makes it easy to get a boot lid, yeah. like a tailgate for your yeah. ute, because <laughs> they didn't change it for fucking ever. I still want one of those, like an XHU or something. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting like a like a, a nice XH or something like that. I also realised recently that um, uh, XFs never had a V8. No, no, the XFs did not. There was no V8 XF Falcon. Because I saw one for sale, and he had this big fucking bonnet like mm. it's got some supercharger under, supercharger underneath it mm. you put the button up and it's like a stock intake yeah like, yeah oh my god all 150 horsepower yeah yeah because when they built them when they when they built them the engine bay was built in such a way that you you, you couldn't put a v8 in there and they just didn't make another one and they didn't make the engine bay to suit a v8 so there was none so you you, you couldn't put one in it's kind of disappointing because i reckon they looked all right it ruined them in racing yeah. It ruined him, right? Because that, that was a period of time when V8s were freaking dominating. And you couldn't uh, have a turbo on it, could you? No. <laughs> and no. they... Straight sixes are good, but only when you have a turbo. Yeah, yeah. And they, they're fucking dog shit. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not quick engines when they're... When they oh, no. Just normally aspirated, but... And then that's they, where Commodore got all their wins at Bathurst. That's, that's when they dominated, yeah. And yeah. that's... You know, and then the AUs as well. That into do to good. This is the period of time where now... Holding people today can say, "Who won more at Bathurst?" Yeah, yeah. Who won more? Yeah, you only you only won because Ford didn't show up for about four years. <laughs> um, Ford decided to take a break. Yeah, sadly. yeah. Just not make V8s for a little while. Um, I think then, they I think they thought the V8s were going to end, and they made the call to to end them, and it sort of didn't work. Everyone kept making V8s, and they were like, mm, "Shit, <laughs> now we need to." So when the you know when the EAs and EBs rolled around, then Chucking a Windsor. We start chucking the Windsors into them and where we go. I find it I find the B series really cool because they're still a they're still technically an AU. Mm. Like they've got the chassis of an AU. Mm. But then they look a little bit different. Mm. But then they've got entirely different engines and stuff. Mm. Like they've got the 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 almighty barra. Yeah. And then they started using the boss V8s, which yeah. are big block, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's like, you know, again, that merge between the AU, which you know, is kind of a I could I could, can I call it like a dated car at the time? Yeah, yeah, it was, da- it was it, dated from the day it rolled out yeah. of the showroom. So you know, using this new stuff, which you know the Barras went on to mm. fucking kick any LS's ass. Mm. Um, and then they started using Boss V8s, which are cool, I guess. I yeah. don't really know much about them. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. They had the problems early in the days, but yeah, they've turned into good engines. So, yeah. So. I should really stop yeah. ranting about this now. Yeah. I yeah. could go at this that's, for another that's, hour. That's plenty of ranting done. Because um, <laughs> when you minus my time for not having the right thing written, then... It's probably around an hour. Around, around an hour. Yeah, I don't think um a lot of people are going to listen to this part. They're like, what the fuck is yeah, he yeah, talking yeah, about? I'm like rapid out. firing all this shit yeah, about yeah. Australian cars. Yeah, yeah. Most of our listeners are from the US. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talk about American cars. No. No. I reckon, I reckon we could at some point. I reckon we could try and do some research and talk about American cars and get it entirely wrong. I like um, American muscle. Yeah. New and old. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Well, I reckon we will end it there, given that you've had 20-odd minutes of yeah. 
the, the, the ranting about cars. <laughs> I think that's enough this episode. Next episode will be back to normal. I'll make sure I do correct notes on um, on our Prime Ministers. So I'm back on track with that. And I won't make that mistake again. And that'll be it. All right. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. See you.